Hallelujah. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. Praise his holy and everlasting name. The Lord is my light, effervescence, and my salvation. Soteriology, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? This morning, we've been doing a series on perplexity. And we were perplexed by God's sovereignty of our pain. And we were perplexed by perilous times. Second Timothy 3, men will be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Having religion without relationship, a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Amen. And then the day, perplexed by my personal paralysis. We are paralyzed. Uh, we are paralyzed within ourselves but God who is rich in mercy will heal us and the word for heal in the Greek is therapeo which means therapy that healing most of the times is not instantaneous it's a process that God chooses to take with some pit stops. Can I get a witness? We're in Romans chapter 6, and I want to, Romans is one of my favorite books. I want to look at Romans 6 verse 1. Amen. I don't have no Bibles. There's Bibles on the back of the pew. Amen. What shall we what? Say then. Say then. That's, 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 that's all I need right there. What? Right. Paul poses a question in this deep discussion of personal disclosure. Mm. Every believer in Jesus Christ must face an internal conflict against this flesh that we call the old Adamic nature. This flesh, yeah, offers up its opinions and this flesh damages truth 
This flesh uses feelings and fractures to establish its groundwork. Paul, Paul said in Romans 7, don't turn, he said, In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Oh. The flesh cooperates with the world system and Satan to suffocate the saint. And, and, and the reason we struggle so much is because after we get saved, we are in conflict with ourselves. Are y'all, are y'all with me this morning? We, we're in conflict with ourselves. We are fighting ourselves and yet trying to be free from ourselves. We're in conflict. Paul had been saved 20 years when he wrote Romans chapter 7. He says, and and, and see, the, the key is the law. Paul says, with my mind, I served the law. Amen. But in my flesh, the law of sin. That there are six laws in Romans 7, the law of Moses, law of sin and death, law of the flesh, law, 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 law. And Paul says, the minute I think I have victory in one law, the next law knocks me out of the box. There's a law against me, myself, and I. And those that cannot penetrate outside of themselves, those that cannot see themselves the way God sees you, they are the ones that are deepest, amen, in darkness. What, what, what helps us to understand the levels of darkness is just how long does it take for you to recognize that you, like everybody else, you messed up. If God should mark iniquities, who could stand? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. So when you see people fighting for their reputation, they're in deep darkness. When you see people making a lot of noise about their historical hurts and fractures without, amen, bringing anything home to themselves, they're in a deep pocket of darkness. And, and, God, and God allows it because God wants to bring you out. Amen. God wants to bring healing, amen, to these hurts. Yeah, that, 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 is, that is, as we uh, look at this thing called this flesh, there's reflective and inflective uh, reasoning going on in the Pauline epistles. So, so churches don't like sermons from Romans. 
because Romans don't play. Romans, Romans ain't going to play with you, Doc. Romans going to lay stuff out there. I got a problem with that. Well, you know, the theme of Romans is the righteousness of God as seen in Jesus Christ, that he is our righteousness. God don't want your righteousness. God don't want my righteousness. All of our righteousness is as filthy rags. That's why God doesn't want them. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and chapter 1, verse 17 says, The righteousness of God in Jesus Christ is from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. Do I have a witness? That, 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 that Paul, um, now I didn't bring this up this morning, but I'm bringing it out now. Some things I just hold for TV. Just hold it for TV. Um... We're walking around here saying, well, people have different chemical imbalances in their lives and it causes them to cross over, amen, into acts that God is not favorable of. The word chemical ain't in the Bible. The Bible says... Because they did not like to retain God in their conscience, God gave them up, up, and over to a reprobate mind. Listen to this. To work that which is not convenient. Men with men and women with women. That... That, that obviously us crossing the chasm of what is normal into what is abnormal is, has something to do with what I think of God. And y'all can't even say amen. You think something's just wrong with me. And something is wrong with me. I was in that world. I was in the fast lane. I was a whoremonger. I got high. I ran the streets. You know, I did my thing. I was exposed to sin. Almost all kinds of sin except one. I, I was exposed to, to a whole lot of sin. I had acquaintances with sin. Sin was my daily diet. I'm preaching up at head top. I lived in sin. I loved sin. Sin felt good. Sin made me feel good. I had no conviction of sin. I could sleep at night after sinning. You know why? Because I had one nature. I had one Adamic nature that was not interrupted by God's conviction. This thing is tied up in here. But when I got saved, God sent a new nature. And, and, and the old nature cleaved didn't go nowhere. So now I have two natures. Two capacities 
Two operations. Lord have mercy. Two outcomes. Two mindsets. Two different laws. Two acts of worship. Two walks. Two wisdoms. Ah. Now, 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 now I'm in, now I'm in, now I'm in, now I'm in, now I'm in conflict because I got one nature fighting the other. All on the inside of my bosom. Mm. Lord have mercy. So God comes along through the Apostle Paul, because I believe he wrote the book of Hebrews, and nobody else was that heavy in pharisaical law than Paul. And Paul said, for the word, logos, for the word of God is quick, is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's a discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart. And, and, and Paul goes on to say, and then and, and, and fourth chapter, and that word <sighs> cuts between the asunder of soul and spirit. Meaning that once I get saved and that word starts operating in my life, Lord have mercy. The pneumaticos, which is the spirit, once it starts operating in my life, when I apply that word through the power of the Holy Spirit, God starts cutting my soul away from the old nature. And the reason God starts cutting the soul away from the old nature so that the old nature will no longer have dominion over you. You can say no to the old nature because you've been redeemed, blood washed, blood bought, and there's been some cutting going on on the inside. So Raymond Gordon, why don't you just go smoke a J? I don't need a J. Because now my soul is, maybe I should have picked something else because some of y'all couldn't even say amen. But my soul is now not detached to this old Adamic nature. I don't need to live in fornication no more. I don't even want to live in fornication no more. I want to serve God. I want to worship. I want to walk right. I want to do right. I want to give right. Come on now. Do I have a witness? I want to be right. That's because the Holy Spirit has done some cutting. Are the impulses still there? Yes, every day. Are the temptations still there? Every day. But I'm not a slave any longer. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And you can turn to your neighbor and say, you ain't been cut on because you're still acting like a fool. 
You've got a worldly mind. You've got a worldly heart. You've got a worldly dialogue. Everything is about you. Amen. Minus the principles and the prerogatives of God. Mm. Yeah. That uh, Paul is so deep. In the first five chapters of Romans, he's dealing with the positional, listen, the positional truth of justification. Well, what is justification? I'm glad you asked. Once we surrender to Jesus Christ, once we ask Christ to come to our lives, believe me, die for sins, and break rules again. Lord, I'm a sinner. Uh, amen. I need you to come to my life. I believe you're the son of God, God the son. Da, da, da. Once we meet him on his territory, God declares us righteous. We're not righteous. He declares us righteous. And, 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 and he moves us from one side of the ledger to the other. Amen. That before all my sins was Raymond Gordon. But he moves me over to the other side of the ledger where now all my sins is on Christ. And now Christ is in me. Y'all ain't getting this. Can I get a witness? That, that is, he deals with this positional, and, and this is wrong with the uh, denominations. I, you know, I, I love, you love Jesus, I love you. I don't care what denomination you are, but here's where we get mixed up. We mix relationship with fellowship. You can't lose your relationship once you're in the family of God. But you can lose your fellowship. Do I have a witness? Hang, hang in there with Pastor. I'm going somewhere. That is that, uh, amen, that what God begins to do is he begins to justify us just as if we never sinned. Once I'm saved in my position, I'm perfect. I'm just as perfect as Jesus Christ because I'm in him. Are y'all are understanding this? <sighs> and it goes on to say in chapter 5, verse 1, amen, that once we are justified, we have peace with God. The preposition with denotes the war is over. Now, I'm not talking about the peace of God, Philippians 4. You can't have the peace of God till you have the peace with God. You got to put up a white flag and surrender to have the peace with God. And when you get the peace with God, then he says, not only do you have the peace with God, now you have access to God. Wherein we walk in this access. Ah, you, you, you'll never understand Romans 5, Lightfoot, until you're able to go back to the old tabernacle. Moses was the closest person in the Bible to Jesus, position-wise. Jesus was prophet, priest, and king. Moses was prophet, priest, and administrator. He was never king. Moses had the privilege 
to walk in to the tabernacle, the 33-year tent, and the temple without blood and pull back the curtain and walk into the Holy of Holies and talk to God. Anybody else would have been dead. Do I have a witness? We're coming in with this. This thing going to be so heavy. Moses just pulled back the curtain and started talking to God. Yeah. Every other priest had to tie a rope around his waist. So if he went in wrong, they dragged him out dead. Nobody else dare went into God's presence. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and one of the reasons that I fuss in church so much is because we have made church flippant. Worship now is entertainment. Worship is a social gathering. There's no fear of God, of his presence. When you enter my courts, enter with praise and thanksgiving for the Lord is good. So it's fine for us to come to church late. It's fine for us to sit up there on our phones. It's fine for us to chew gum. It's fine for us to talk. It's fine for we We don't understand that when we are blasé about God, blasé is a derivative of blaspheme. We're blaspheming God when we don't honor his presence. Are y'all, are y'all with me this morning? Mm. That, that is, Paul, Paul, Paul starts to lay out, and you've got to understand God in Second Chronicles 20, don't turn, when Jehoshaphat, who was a righteous king, and messengers came to him and said, the armies are coming over the hill, and they are in the hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And he declared a fast. He made dogs fast. He said, pour ashes on the dogs' heads. And they prayed. Didn't they pray? And God told Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, <clears throat> this battle is not yours. This battle belongs to the Lord. Can I, can I, can I stop pausing part? There's some battles in your life that you ain't gonna undo it. God is the one that allowed them to come up in the first place. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, child of God, when Jehoshaphat followed the Lord's instruction, here's what the Lord said. All right, I don't want you to get your army together and, and, and pull their swords out and go fight. Give me the Levites. Give me the singers and the dancers, the praise warriors. Put them up front and sing my praises. Do I have a witness? I, I dare you to get up there and start singing my praises. And, and as they were praising God, the enemy said, we hear noise in the camp. And it's the noise of praise. Why, why would God put you up front to praise his name? Because he's going to give you the victory without fighting. Can I get a witness? You'll get this on the way home. There's some fights and some battles. All you got to do is praise his name. Just sit there and praise him. Lord, thank you that me and my husband ain't speaking today. Lord, 
Lord, thank you that my children are all upset. Thank you, Lord, that uh, things are not going well now. Lord, I'm trusting you and you alone because it boils down to how you see yourself and how you see God. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm coming back to this point. I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere. So the positional uh, justification, chapters 1 to 5, is uh, Paul's thematic thrust here. But then chapter 6 to 8 is the practical sanctification of the believer. Now God is saying, now I've positioned you as sinless, but in order to sanctify you, you got to go through some experiences. You got to walk through some things. Can I get a witness? And child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, I, I wish that all my healing could be instantaneous. I wish God could look at me this morning and say, you're healed. I run all around this church. But that's not the way God works. God Amen. Declare something up front. And then we got to walk through it to get to it. And while we're walking to get to it, we come out of it with praise on our lips. Because we realize it wasn't by might nor by power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. What is paralysis. Well, different types of paralysis. When you're paralyzed, there's sometimes you can't move. When you're paralyzed, your impulses stop working. Do I have a witness? And God comes along and he begins to talk about this and I want you to hear the, these words, uh, this transmission of the Old Testament into us and how it affects us. Transmission, transmission. Look at chapter 5, verse 12. Come on now, we've got to do this quickly. 5.12, wherefore, amen. Are y'all with me? Wherefore means whatever was there before is part of this text. Amen. And what does it say? Wherefore, as they what? As by one man sin, notice sin is in the singular, the sin nature, the sin capacity came through Adam. Adam was the federal head of the human race. As in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Are y'all with me? Amen. And because... We were born from Adam, amen, the federal head, sin, passed down from Adam to us. Are y'all getting this? And, and that's why King David, King David, King David, the reason he's a man after God's own heart is because you got to understand Psalm 51 in the Hebrew before you can walk away and say he was a great man. Because David understood that all sin is against God. You, you can't blame your stuff on nobody else. 
He said, I've sinned against you, me and me only. You and you only have I sinned against. And then David knows from Psalm 40 that there are three words for sin. S-I-N is missing the marks like shooting an arrow at a target and it falls down before it hits the target. For all have sinned and fallen, what? Short of the glory of God. So the first realm of sin is that we fall short of what God wants. And we do it every day. The second word is trespass, which means, amen, overstepping our bounds. Uh-oh. First Samuel 22, don't turn. King Saul, who was the people's choice. Watch the people's choice. He was tall and handsome. Yeah. Um. Uh, He, he was about to get attacked by the Amalekites. Amalekites were some bad boys. They didn't play. And he got afraid. And the rule was you do not go out to war until the prophet takes the ephod, puts it on, and prays for victory. Are y'all with pastor? I know y'all don't read the Old Testament, but try it. You like it. So Samuel took his time getting there, and so Saul, three officers, prophet, priest, and king, Saul said, give me the ephod. And he put the ephod on. He wasn't called to be a priest nor a prophet. When he put the ephod on, Samuel, the prophet, came over the hill and said, what have you done? You stepped out of your boundaries. Lord have mercy. You're going to lose the kingdom and you're going to lose your life. Trespassing is stepping out of our boundaries. Just ask Miriam. Miriam was Moses' older sister. Exodus 12. Here's what Miriam said to Moses. Moses, you know, you know, I... Let me, let, me try, let me try to bring this up to date. I'm the one little brother that put your backside in that basket and floated you up the Nile. I'm the one that made, I'm the one that made sure, amen, that you landed at Pharaoh's house. Why do you think God only speaks through you? God speaks through me too. And when she finished talking, God struck her backside down with leprosy because she overstepped her bounds. And, 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 and so uh, sin, trespass, and then the third word is iniquity. That's rebellion, open rebellion against the word of God. Mm. So, so David said, against you and you only have I sinned. He said, Lord, create, Barah, Hebrew word, create in me a clean heart. Now, now, now we run over this ramshide. Here's what David was praying. There's nothing in my heart that you can use 
to make me better. I need you to bring a whole new heart. Create. Speak into existence. That's what creation is. Speak into existence another heart and put it inside of me. Because I'm full of sin. That's why he's a man after God's own heart. Can I, boy, if that would have been us, Lord, now I know all of my heart ain't right. I do have some good points in my heart. Lord, I try to be loving. God don't want to hear that mess. You either all or you're not. Come on, y'all can talk back to me. And the reason that we can't bring ourselves to proper confession is because self is in the way. You just can't buy into the fact that you as dirty as the Bible says you are. This thing is tight. And, 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 and so David, 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 David prayed all of that. And uh, uh, this thing of transmission is that the old nature is now with the new nature. And I'm in conflict every day. With my mind, sir, the law of God in my flesh, the law said, oh, wretched man that I am. When I would do good, he was always with me. Are y'all getting me? Well, when I first got saved, I, I, I came out of the military. I, I, I was running the street a couple of years. I bought me a house, single. I, I stopped going to Bible study, stopped going to church. I was a babe. I was weak as water. And... Uh, I would have these long devotions in the morning. I, at night, I go back, turn my radio on to a religious program, and just take uh, uh, five to ten pages of notes. I was trying to grow. Then I wanted to go to Bible college. I was trying to learn the Word of God. And, and uh, so one day, I prayed, and I said, well, Lord, I want to, and this is what I said to the Lord, Lord, today I want to live a perfect life. I don't want to sin. I want to be just like Jesus. So I'm praying, Lord, give me strength. And I said, well, let me go outside. So I opened the front door to go outside, and somebody was on my car. I said, what are you doing in my car? <laughs> so the old nature jumped right back in, and I started arguing. You, you know what I'm talking about. Won't that old nature jump right back in? Won't it jump right back in? Yeah. You know, you're playing eye games through your mirror. See a nice-looking woman walking down the street, and you driving your wife in the car with you, and you, 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 you're looking through the mirror like she don't see you. And then when she says, "I see what you," I'm trying to stay on the, trying to stay on this road. Is, that is, Paul, Paul is saying the transmission of the old nature's in you, and the more you keep looking at yourself, the further you're going down. And I'm going to tell you why, because you're bankrupt. There's nothing in you that God can use. There's nothing about you that God wants. Can I get a witness? Uh, Isaiah said, for all of our righteousness 
is as filthy rags. Lord have mercy. See, see, if God came along and said, well, you know what? I can use 15% of what you have. We'd be all right with that. But when God says, I can't use none of that mess, we start struggling. And the nature of man is he wants to rebuild himself. Amen. He wants to be the builder and not God. He wants to be in the center, uh-oh, of worship. Are y'all, are y'all with me? In the name of Jesus. Center, 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 worship. Look, and I don't have time. I got to move on. The man in uh, uh, Mark 5, don't turn. I, uh, uh, he, he came to Jesus and said, Master, you're talking about respect, Master. In fact, his job, was he was in charge of a synagogue. He said, Master, can you come to my house and heal my daughter? And the Lord Jesus said, I'll come. And as they're gone, this big crowd jumps in the way. And this woman that had an issue of blood, Lord, have mercy, never talked to the Lord. She said in herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment... I'll be made whole. Now, what we don't understand is Jairus is still sitting there waiting on Jesus to come to his house. So when the woman touched Jesus, Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, come on, Lord, you got to be kidding me. All these people pressing against you. He said, no, 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 not that kind of touch. Virtue went out of me. Whoever touched me believed that I'm able Whoever touched me, touched me with some faith. See, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to live it. Hey, can I get a witness? I'm, I'm getting out your way. When you touch Jesus with faith, Jesus has got to respond. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so after the woman identified herself, uh, the issue of blood was dried up. After 30-something years, it was dried up. And she was whole. Here go, uh, oh, here go Jarius. Well, Lord, can we try to make it to my daughter? Man, you already hesitated. You already delayed. And they go to the house, and people come out of the house and say, don't bother the master, your daughter's dead. And Jesus told Jarius, She's not dead. Only believe. And what Jesus was saying to Jairus was, your belief system has got to change gears now. I believe, but help my unbelief. You, you need a greater belief. You don't need to believe that I can kill a fever. You need to believe that I can raise the dead. Can I get a witness? I can, I, can, I can get them up. I can get them up. Get them up. And so this transmission, amen, is what happens in our lives. We are operating out of two fronts, the flesh and the spirit. Sometimes we look clean. Sometimes we look yielded. Other times we look dirty because we are in conflict between the two. 
Can I get a witness? This thing is deep. But, but, but we are paralyzed, secondly, by our brokenness in our person. Now, now stop. We are broken. Not transition. I mean, not transmission. Transference is a counseling term that when we are broken, bitter, bruised, battered, ah, there's a need to put the blame on somebody else. We want to transfer our hurts to somebody else. Well, you know, my, my daddy hit on my mommy and I, your daddy been dead 40 years. You, you haven't recovered yet? Are y'all with me? I was born in Pennsylvania Hospital on the 8th floor. None of your business with year. I was born with kidney infection. Hereditary. Born with it. In the hospital two years. At Children's Hospital on 18th and Bainbridge. Two years. My formative years was interrupted. I was in, an, in the hospital. I watched my mother and father come up there every day. And as they were leaving, I would start screaming. The nurse had to hold me down. Two years old. Hmm. And, and, and I don't want to go through the whole story, but my godmother, she was an evangelist. She was a praying woman. And she, she, she told the doctors, have you done everything you can do? They ain't no kidney transplants. They ain't no, you know, they ain't no medicine. The doctor said, we've done everything we, you know. She said, good. They put a sheet over me and they prayed. They prayed and they prayed. Now, I'm three, four years old. I, I remember the next morning, the nurses running. And the bed was soaked with water because when you have kidney, you puff up. Soaked with water. And the doctor said, this is a miracle. Y'all ain't getting this. And they put me under x-ray and my kidneys was in perfect working order. But that, that ain't even a miracle. That, that ain't even a miracle. The miracle was, uh, Sister Hicks, I went out in that world and in the military, and I'm sinning like mad, and the Lord, when he started drawing me, said, do you think that I saved you to live this kind of way? And, and the Lord had reconciled God said, if I wanted you dead, you would have died then. But I allowed you to live, listen to this, for my own glory. You make the connection to his glory, and you're going to run a while. The Lord allowed me to go down. The Lord allowed this. The Lord allowed that. But it was for his own glory. Can I get a witness? I dare you to make that connection. And what we do when we've been hurt, when we have historical hurts, when we're angry, when we're bitter, we do two things. We're broken, and then we try to blame somebody else. 
the worst thing you can do is start blaming somebody else. It's not your husband's fault that something happened to you at 15. And you didn't get married till you was 30-something. They're getting quiet up in here. It's not your wife's fault that you were broken at 18. She ain't married till you was 40. You'll have a witness. What we do is we blame others and then we're broken. So God went to Ezekiel in chapter 37 and said, Son of man, can these, house of Israel, house of Judah, can these bones live? Now, now before God asked him the question, here's what God did. God picked up the prophet and threw him into the graveyard and then asked him the question, can the bones in the graveyard live? You know what the Spirit of God going to do to you and me? He going to pick us up and transport us to our own graveyard. And he going to make you look at the grave. And he's going to challenge you with the question, can these bones Broken, battered, bruised, brittle. Can they live? Prophet said, I don't know us, Lord. He said, good, preach to the bones. I dare you to take my word and apply it to the bones. Lord, have mercy. Ah, I, I, I was saying this morning, I'm going to counseling and, and, you know, folks start laughing. I'm going back to counseling because I'm older. I got an emptiness. My kids are gone. And, and there are things happening in my life that weren't happening in my life 20, 30 years ago. I want to get some object, objectivity, professional objectivity. I want some counseling. Do I have a witness? Because I tend to struggle. I can tell, you know, I can boss my kids around, sit down, shut up. If I tell them to sit down now and they got their cell phone in their hand, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> in the name of Jesus. So I'm, I'm going to counseling to get some help. Amen. And I, I want to hear from a Christian counselor. They got to be Christian. Isn't that right? I, I, I need some uh, soothing. I need some information. I need some guidance. I need some healing from somebody that God trained. Do I have a witness? Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting this. I ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. Get up and go down to the potter's house. It's there. It's there that I will speak with you. See, 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 we so stubborn, I ain't going nowhere, and God ain't speaking to you. He will instruct, get up and go down to the potter's house, and the potter... It's going to give you a message from me. Do I have a witness up in the house?
This thing is tight. Well, what does the potter do? The potter just takes clay and puts it on a wheel. And he keeps spinning the wheel. And the more mess he sees in us, he puts his back on the wheel. And he keeps spinning the wheel. Can I get a witness? Child of God, we need the wheel. So we don't blame others. So we don't break out our own sin. We need the will. We need, we need the will. I, I was in counseling years ago, and the counselor told me, she's a doctor of psychology, world, world renowned. She said, listen, she said, here's what she told me. She said, that church is where it is because of you. Your drive, your teaching, that I, the Lord use you. But you can't drive like that the next 20 years. You'll kill yourself. I'm a workaholic. That's why I don't like lazy people. I can tell you right now, I don't like lazy people. If you lazy, stay in the back of the church. I don't want to fool with you. I don't fool with them, God. Uh, well, Pastor, well, Pastor, I would, but, you know, I'm, get, get them out of here. I don't you know. Uh, I need, Leroy, I need counseling 30-something years later because I don't, I cannot do what I used to do. I can't run the way I used to run. And I'm scared of delegating too much. Because folk, folk will let you down. Folk will mess you up. Y'all got a white bus out there because I didn't delegate it, or you would have had a yellow school bus out there. So, so the fact of the matter is, is that I become my own problem, and God's got to come along and give some wisdom. Isn't, isn't, isn't that right? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Me and my wife in the empty nest. You know, she watching one thing, I watch the other. I ain't got no intercom in my house. I got to scream. Hey, Diane! Where are you? <laughs> well, I'm going for a walk. You done been walking two hours. Where you go? <laughs> I ain't got no kids there. Some of y'all see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, come in the bedroom, look at television. She, she got uh, find it and fix it or HG, whatever it is. I ain't sitting there watching that mess. I need something with some drama. I need a plot. I need you. Come on now. I don't need no bossy woman telling her chump husband what to do. I don't need that. I need, I, you know, I, y'all pray for me. Y'all pray. I can't. We ain't getting ready to get no house anyway, so why am I sitting there look at that? Fact, fact of the matter is, we, we all need help. Let me get off this. 
One's an introvert, the other's an extrovert. One's like closeness, the other one's space. Come on now, y'all know how it is. One, one eats salmon every day with salad, the other is a meat and potatoes man. We, we got all kind of stuff going on. Can I get a witness? One, one, one chew on a celery for dessert? I want some carrot cake. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about, Doc. I, I ain't fooling with that. I, I'm just trying to learn how to live. Then my kids call home, Dad, how you doing? And my, my next question is, when y'all coming back? <laughs> Why, Dad? I'm lonely. <laughs> Got a great wife. Look at this. It's tight. Don't, don't, don't we need counseling? I told my wife, I said, baby, let's, let's, let's find camping grounds that we can go to and fish, catch the fish, clean them, cook them in the morning. And she said, I ain't cooking and catching no fish. I said, all right. She said, and I know you. You've been and took a little trailer there, and then you looking for a five-star hotel with hot wings. I said, you right. Oh, Lord. I told, I told Sister Hicks, I'm embarrassed about this. I was, about 20 years ago, I was counseling this couple in my study, and the, 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 the wife was crying. They said, we having a lot of problems in our marriage. I said, okay, we'll work through it. And we were praying and talking to them, you know, and the session went on and on and on, and they started arguing. I said, get out of my study. <laughs> I said, I ain't even speaking to my wife. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm struggling. I, I said, I, I got to go home and repent. <laughs> get, get out. And she bust out laughing. Do you know that solidified them? She, she said, you so real, you're sick. And she, hey, we, 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 we had a great time. But listen to this. And if you talk slow, write it down. It's called drive-through counseling. Don't come in my study like that after we pray. Pastor. I got a law. No, you don't. You got three minutes to get this one out, Doc. You, you, I ain't fooling with this, man. I, no, so anyway, so we got Leroy. Leroy does a great job. Praise the name of Jesus. The Lord is good. But, 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 but every time we blame others or we are broken, God comes in with a question. Can these bones live? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Can the Lord furnish a table in the wilderness? Y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. Uh, don't be so quick to answer. Because when God asks the question, God is now getting ready to tell you, I'm going to duplicate this process 
So you learn a lesson. So can, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And you say, no, Lord, you're able. I'm glad you know that. Now I'm going to let you go through pure hell and fire so that you will learn experientially that I'm able. Can I get a witness? Can the Lord furnish a table in the wilderness? Oh, I need a wilderness to teach you about the table. Until you go into the wilderness, you can understand what the table is all about. I'm preaching up in this place. I need a wilderness. I need a learning place. I need to be out in isolation with no food, no drink, no relationship, no warmth, no happiness to know that God will come along and prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. And once God does that, then my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord. For I, keep, I keep telling members, stop trying to hack and hock your mate and get another one. You want to give this husband up for the next one. What you don't know, the next one is coming with issues. And the issues going to be deeper than the issues you're going through now. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. The next wife might not even go to church. Sitting there looking at one life to live. God, God. Who can I blame for my stuff? Nobody. Displace anger. Putting your stuff on somebody else. Lying in the process because you're too prideful to admit that something's wrong with you. And the Spirit of God is going to get tired of you bringing people into your eccentric circle to poison them. Because there's seven things that God hates. And one of them is people that sow discord among brethren. I'm preaching up in this place now. We can look at our watch. It's only a matter of time before God brings you down. Can I get a witness? And, 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 so, and so God, 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 God deals with this transference. Amen. And, you know, I grew up in a home. Thank God for my mother and father. I, I mean, we're different. We're different. We're different. We couldn't blame each other because my mother said, fine, ain't nobody going out. All y'all going to get punished. Then we start dropping the dime. Are y'all, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I go in the grocery store and a little baby in the cart. and uh, Come on, Johnny, don't embarrass mommy. Johnny, eat your little spin. No! 
that old nature coming out. Don't spit on mommy. Mommy loves you. And I'm in line like this. And my mother's in heaven. I, I'm in line shaking because I can see her getting ready to smack me, right? You, you understand what I'm saying? I didn't know what a temper tantrum was that I got saved. I can see me in, inside a Sears and Robux on the floor. Ah! I can't even imagine that. Because my mom had some scripture with her. I brought you in this world. <laughs> Lord, leave that one alone. That, that is, that is, we are perplexed with our own paralysis. And until you come clean with God, they're going to stay right in place. Wounded, weary, worn out. Because you can't acknowledge that this is your stuff. But finally, we are perplexed by God's power. In spite of all the mess-ups in our lives, his power comes to the rescue. Chapter 6, verse 6, he talks about appreciation, to know. You got to know who he is. Hey, amen. Then appropriation to reckon you got to count it done. And then, amen, application to yield. Can I get a witness? Paul, Paul wrote this stuff so logically under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's frightening that God comes along in our perplexities, in our paralysis, with his power, and he defies darkness. He gets us up. He gets us ready. He gets us dressed. Can I get a witness? God gets us, amen, ready for victory. Can I get a witness? Many times you were getting ready to throw the towel in, God took the towel. He wouldn't let you throw the towel. Sometimes you feel like, amen, dying. God wouldn't let you die. God would not let you go to the nth degree. Somewhere out of nowhere, some strength comes from somewhere. Every time I get in trouble, every time I'm ready to pack up and leave, every time I feel de depressed and, amen, misaligned and don't feel understood, the Spirit of God walks up to me. And he abides, uh -huh, he abides with me. Can I get a witness? And God may ask me a question. Can I get a witness? Do you believe who I am? Yes, Lord. Well, now you're going to see it. I am king of all kings. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And we know that all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord. And them who are called according. Oh, Lord, have mercy to his purpose. And God says, now, boy, repeat after me. We are troubled. On every side, but we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We, come on now, we, we are persecuted. That means chased, but not destroyed. I'm being chased by my past. I'm being chased by my old nature. And every time my old nature thinks it has caught me, 
God puts more space between the two. Can I get a witness? I, God gives me the victory in spite of the venom. God gives me, amen, a heart of power over my problems. Do I have a witness? And all I got to do is call on that name. I don't call on Buddha. I don't call on Scientology. I, I don't call on Mormonism. But I call that one name. And every time I call it, I hear Jesus in heaven saying, Hush, hush, somebody's calling my name. Can I get a witness? And in the name of Jesus, I can walk through troops. In the name of Jesus, my joy is restored. In the name of Jesus, my strength comes back. Do I have a witness? Every time I get knocked down and the referee is standing over me, he, has, he can never get to 10. Every time the referee is counting, Satan caught me with a hook. Satan hit me with a, a uppercut. And I'm laying out dizzy. And the, the ref says one. And I'm kind of groggy. He says two, three, four, and five. Six and seven. Eight. But when he gets to nine, I get up. Can I get a witness? And I got new strength. And I got new power to keep running through troops. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen a seed begging bread in spite of the transmissions in spite of the transferences I have a transfusion called transformation if any man be in Christ I'm crucified with Christ I'm dead to sin I got power on the inside outside say yeah he's worthy and he worthy worthy and he worthy he'll do it saints can I get a witness he's worthy of all praise all glory all honor all adoration transmission Transference, transfusion. The Lord is on the inside. I will not fear what man can do to me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Old folks say he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. He's an on time God. Daniel called him the Ancient of Days. Jeremiah said, he's a bomb in Gilead. Ezekiel said, he's a will in the will. Can I get a witness? Abraham said, he's a city on a hill. 
Can I get a witness? What do you have to say about my Jesus? Let's stay on our feet this morning. Hallelujah. Perplexed by my personal paralysis. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Don't take this for granted. If you're not saved, if you're unsure if you're saved, raise your hand. Believing that Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. If you, if you want to be saved, raise your hand. Don't go to hell. Or perhaps you want to join a church in your Christian experience, raise your hand. Love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? Father, as we've come to this close, we all have paralysis due to the old nature on the inside, the history that hurts, the hidden things that we don't want to talk about. God, you know all about them. You've given us a transmission of an old nature. You've given us a transference that you don't want to take place. You don't want us blaming others in our brokenness. But God, you've given us a transfusion that Jesus is Lord. And we will leave this place with the victory that Jesus is Lord. And we thank you for the healing, the therapy. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I think I need counseling. We love you. See you Wednesday. God bless you.